What's up? What's up? What's good, everybody? We are back. Shot Callers crew here. Uh, this is the second episode of The List, uh, and we're coming home, baby. My home, Indiana Pacers. Uh, we are going to do our top 10 Pacer list. Um, to my left is my roll dog, my ace buku, Joshua Odellis, Forellis, Montellus, Hosellus, Daniel Tim, uh, Air MLB, my man, Hunter Grant, Joshua Hayes. What's good? Was my name in there? Oh yeah, you 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 are now added to the name. See, okay. see how we do that. You know what I mean? What's going on, my brother? Hey, how we doing, man? I can't wait to to get this this uh, version of the list going, and I'm I'm glad that you know we got our favorite team out of the way, and we're gonna get your favorite team out of the oh, way yeah. today as we talk about the top ten Indiana Pacers. And if people don't know out there, that's where basketball has grown. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Basketball was made there. Indiana Pacers. The only thing that matters in Indiana is Larry Bird. I mean, Larry Bird from French Lick. From French Lick. That hick. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And also in the producer chair, as always, producer Tim, he will have his list as well. What's up, my brother? I don't get a cool long name. <laughs> You're just producer Tim. Yeah. Oh, you were DJ Raspy Tim one week. That was. You, you know were. what I mean? That was, that was a rough day. <laughs> that was a rough day. <laughs> I was ready for you to start spinning the ones and twos. But... Oh, yeah. No doubt. DJ E-Train. DJ. Shout out Eddie. Shout out Eddie. my guy. <laughs> so, uh, if you've listened to the first episode, you know how this goes. We have a list of top 10 pacers. Uh, we will go down from 10 to 1. Um, we usually... Uh, for the first first episode, we all had the same number one. I'm assuming for this episode, we'll all have the same number one. Maybe we'll see. We'll see. So, um, but we'll we'll start off with producer Tim. Uh, producer Tim, if you could give us your top ten Pacers. All right. So obviously, as we know, uh, Josh and I are resident Chicago Bulls fans. So talking good about the Pacers is uh, not easy. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, but you know, it's fair. So ten for me. I'm actually going to start with a current page by the name of Victor Oladipo. Oh, yeah. And this is more or less, obviously, the skill set. When he came in there, like, the Pacers were supposed to be done. Mm-hmm. He took him to, he helped me, he led him to the playoffs. I mean, that first two months when he was back in Indiana, he was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And he's a Hoosier. I mean, he played at IU. So, Absolutely. like, when, you know, like Josh said, Indiana is basketball. Like, so when an IU kid plays for the Pacers, that's just special because Absolutely. those fans love that guy even more. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Pacers fans and Hoosier fans are always one and the same. It's very, very rare. You meet a Hoosier fan. It's not a Pacer fan. So I'll shout out that one in the love of IU. Yes, sir. Number nine, Jalen Rose. Ooh. It was hard to have him this low. Yeah. So I have said many of times on our shows, talking in text messages, whatever, communication possible, that I 100% believe that the 98 Pacers, if they do win that game seven against the Chicago Bulls, would have smoked, smoked the Utah Jazz. Mm-hmm. And Jalen Rose was a part of that. He was part of the NBA Finals team that lost to the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, they they didn't have a chance winning that one. But I I, I, I got to give shout outs to my guy, Jay Rose. Yeah, absolutely. Number eight, the flat top himself, Chris Mullen. Ooh, okay. Yes. Okay, okay. So, Mullen, obviously, rocking those pinstripe classic Pacers jerseys. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people remember him more as a Golden State Warrior, but I remember him more for this end just because that's when I really kind of started paying attention to basketball. 
And I saw him coach basketball at St. John's, and he's not a good basketball coach. <laughs> no, he's for everything he was as a basketball player, he is not as a coach. Um, number seven for me, David West. Oh, okay. So obviously, which, which you know, Xavier guy, Xavier love, I get it. Yes, that's a part of it. David West was a part of that team that went back to back to the Eastern Conference Finals against the Heat with Paul George and George Hill and those guys. Mm-hmm. David West, as all those guys, so it was kind of the heartbeat of that team. He's always been known as a great teammate. You know, he was awesome in New Orleans with Chris Paul. He was awesome here. He was awesome in San Antonio the two years he was there. And of course, he was the he was the adult in the room when the Warriors won those two titles. Mm-hmm. So that's why D West is there. And then we got Mark Jackson. Ooh, okay. Yeah, okay. big Mark. Mark's my guy. Okay, I like. Uh, yeah, he's on my list. I just want Mark to not do commentary anymore because <laughs> it's really bad. <laughs> number five yeah it's five okay mm-hmm. Jermaine O'Neal mm-hmm. yeah um, Jermaine O'Neal might truthfully be because I mix favorites slash greatest in yeah. this so Jermaine O'Neal might truthfully be my favorite pacer of all time yeah um, the attitude the swagger mm-hmm. he was part of those like you know physical pacer teams that we talked about earlier obviously Ron Artest is not on my list but right. i wanted to put him on my list yeah um uh, so he's my i guess my hm as we'll call yeah. it um but you know jermaine was like what really started that big run of those pacers teams because jermaine stephen jackson wasn't there really yet right ron artest wasn't really there yet mm-hmm. so he was kind of like the, the the he was the foundation so shout out jo number four pg himself paul george Ooh, okay. The first okay. time since Reggie Miller's Pacers really had a superstar. Okay. Um, I was actually at Paul George's last game as a member of the Indiana Pacers. Oh, yeah. I was in the crowd when they lost to the Cavaliers in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. That was I'm, tough. Yes. That was real tough. I enjoyed it. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it was, I saw LeBron in the playoffs. Like, Yeah. That's like I my greatest understand. fan moment. Yeah. Number three, Rick Smith's. Duncan Dutchman. Duncan Dutchman. Big guy. Big yeah. fan. Uh, number two, because of the classic of the Pacers, I had to give George McGinnis some love. Absolutely. And then, of course, number one, number 31 himself, Reggie Miller. Mm. Yes, sir. The Knicks' Kella. second enemy. Yes, sir. Besides Michael Jordan. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Spike Lee. How you like that? <laughs> All right, my man. Joshua list. Hayes. Thanks, buddy. That is a good list. I, I definitely um, am on the same wavelength as you. I threw in guys who I think are all-time Pacers plus um, some of my personal favorites. So just like I started last week or uh, last time with the Bulls, I have two honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. So my honorable mentions, the first one is George McInnes. Okay. So my reasoning for the honorable mention is, if I'm not mistaken, George McInnes played in the ABA. He did. He did not play in the NBA. So Correct. I'm being very petty right now. I understand that. <laughs> but I think George McInnes did win an ABA championship maybe. He did. So uh, there are a couple guys that played for the Pacers back when they were in the ABA that won some championships. But uh, I think George McInnes stood out the most um, of the guys that played back in that era. Mm-hmm. First honorable mention, or number 11, is Victor Oladipo. Okay. The reason Victor did not make my top 10 is that I don't think there's enough tenure yet 
for me to consider him a great pacer. Yeah, I love I the points that you made. Um, and let me tell you, uh, I own a, an AAU basketball organization, and every year we do uh, what they what they call group games, and we take our organization up to see Pacer games. And mm-hmm. we actually took them up to game last – was it last year? Was last year when Victor got hurt? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we took – it was after he got hurt, and they had all the shirts that were, hey, you know, pray for Victor, and they had his number in the – and I thought that was cool for all the kids to see and just to show mm-hmm. – how much appreciation the city of Indianapolis and the Indiana Pacers have for that guy and what he's meant to that organization already only being there for a few years. And I only can see great things coming. He's been a much improved basketball player mm-hmm. every year that he's been there. Um, I, I I like what the Pacers got out of Victor Veladipo out of that trade. So um, that's why he's on the outside looking in. Understand. Number 10. Absolutely. Chuck Person. Oh, the rifleman. The gang. <laughs> you talked about a lot of those um, battles with the Bulls in the 90s, and Chuck Person was my dude, man. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's, he's throwback old school. Um, for some reason, other than Dale Curry, he was like one of the first guys I remember just being able to constantly knock down three-pointers. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, The rifleman, boy, he could stroke it up, no doubt. Number nine. Jalen Rose. Mm. So, uh, Jalen Rose. Tell you what, we we had a, a quick conversation about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were talking about how Michigan sucks at football, and how they're oh, a basketball H. school, and especially with Ben and I <laughs> growing up in high school in the '90s. Uh, one of the first really really good memories i have of the 90s is the fab five. Oh, absolutely uh they were the ones that brought in the baggy shorts and the kind of edgy look and they were like iverson before iverson was in the nba almost yeah, i agree and uh they all just had a bunch of swag and i really wish that team would have won a, a national championship yeah. because they 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 were like it was fun to watch that team play yeah they were yeah i mean they were historic man they were historic because they set the tone for the black socks, the attitude, um, starter jackets. Like they, they were kind of on that level where you're like, oh yeah, these these some bad boys. And, and I'll never forget when Michigan went to those plain Jane Michigan uniforms with the baggy shorts. They were just mm-hmm. gold, it's gold and white mm-hmm. and blue, and then just said Michigan. They, they had the Nike suit. I mean, just yeah. the style, the swag they had was crazy. Yep. Um, number eight, Danny Granger. I don't think a lot of people realize I've he was got him. so tough he to was, leave off. Yeah, yeah, he was. He definitely uh, succumbed to some injuries, and uh, he was a. I think he was one that was straight out of high school, mm-hmm. and uh, he he had some really good years in Indiana. And I don't think a lot of people realize like he's a. We're talking a guy that averaged in the mid twenties mm-hmm. and was on a couple of those playoff teams and. I really think had he not got hurt and that and after he got hurt and he came back, like there was still that there was glimpses of what you yeah. saw, but he was never the same. No, he was never the yeah, same, he was but never the same. I, th- I think that but he man, had a great he career. He had a four, four or five year stretch there where he's actually an all-star. It was really tough. Uh, my next two guys, um, I always got to give shout outs to the, to the point guard. So uh, the first one rolling in at, Looks like we're at number seven, Vern Fleming. Ooh, okay, nice. And then right behind him at number six, Mark Jackson. 
Yeah. Um, you guys are always going to hear me talk about Mark Jackson. He was like the most unorthodox point guard <laughs> that I'd ever seen, but he's one of those New York guys, man. Yep. Like, couldn't really shoot all that great. Yeah. Um, but like, he just knew. He but just was a knew. Great how, leader, though. He just knew how to pat the rock, and he knew how to lead a team, mm-hmm. man. And he used to drop dimes. Mm-hmm. He used to drop legit dimes all the time, no doubt. And he was kind of the engine that started that that those big playoff runs with the Pacers mm-hmm. um, back in the nineties. Uh, after that, I got Dale Davis. Oh yeah, one of the great Pacer big men who was not scared to throw down. Oh yeah, no doubt about it. Shout yeah. out to Antonio Davis as well, but um, I had to put Dale Davis on the list. I'm not gonna lie, I cheated. I put them down as the Davis brothers. Hey, so hey. Count, so they count as one. Hey. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, number four, PG-13. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm still wondering what Indiana was thinking, yeah. not getting Kawhi Leonard. And then, if I'm not mistaken, that was the trade that they got Victor Oladipo from was sending Paul George to OKC. Mm-hmm. I don't understand what you why you don't try to keep that guy. I don't I don't know why you don't try to keep him. I don't know. Like I, I, do what you got to do. Uh, yeah. Larry I, Bird. Yeah. Talk to me, bro. Yeah. What is I, going I, on up there? Yeah, that was a tough one. The not getting Kawhi one was tough um in hindsight. Um but but and it's worked out because Oladipo has been a phenomenal player. Um but man, Paul George was is as we can see is a special talent. Hey, side note, man, what about your boy Sabonis right now? Oh, Balling out man, of control. He's killing it. Now that the trade yeah. rumors are out of the way. Yeah, he's killing it. He's number a, three. He's the best player on the floor right now. Number three. Jermaine O'Neal. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh I think producer Tim touched on all that. I have it number two. I was excited when we said the Pacers list. This is the first name I threw out. Mm-hmm. Oh, Rick Smiths. Oh. Love me some Rick Smiths. Absolutely, boy. Absolutely. Rick Smiths was like the first Dirk out there just without a jump shot. You know, he's out there just up and unders and slow. Oh, yeah. But, like, he used to get buckets, man. And he used to bang with the big guys out there, the the, the Ewings and the Elijah ones and the mornings. Yeah, when two centers were around. Absolutely. He was was that guy, man. And um, I think I left somebody off the list. Who'd you leave off? Uh, number one. Is that is this right? At number one, Travis Best. <laughs> <laughs> you know why I said that? Uh, yeah, because he got yeah. dunked on. Yeah, shout out to Travis Best, man. No, that, that, obviously that was probably my favorite dunk of all time. Obviously, I am um, going to tell you. I wish the NBA was still this way. Because I am never going to change my stance on, I don't care how many expansion teams there were. I don't care um, how many people thought the league was watered down. The mid-90s, the early, so late 80s to mid-90s NBA basketball was the greatest era of basketball to me in a sense of that. Like there was just nobody gave any Fs. Mm -hmm. And the guy that might have given less F's than anybody is number one on my list oh, is yeah. Reggie Miller. Absolutely. <laughs> and I tell you, one of the most iconic things I remember, and, and you definitely can attest to this, and I know you can attest to this, is dude, the, the time that he he hit the dagger, he turned around and, and gave Spike Lee the choke oh, side. Yeah. And he choked his neck. And Absolutely. Told him, my goodness. And, and like, that right now gets you thrown out of a game in the NBA. But like, back then, like, that was allowed. That was allowed, man. Yeah, he was, he, 
that dude went straight to him and did the choke sign and for the, he used to bow to the crowd like he for you youngsters that that probably remember Ray Allen as being Jesus Shuttlesworth and like the first like reign supreme three point shooter uh some people might because of because of Curry they might think Dell Curry was like the I'm telling you guys if you never watched Reggie Miller play he was a legit assassin. Oh yeah, he was the first like catch and shoot off the run. And if you like, like yeah, like if you if you see Steph Curry now, like that's what Reggie Miller was. Like, I mean, running all over the place, side to side, get you know, running coming through, off coming off screen, like like Steph Curry. And now I'll say that now, I know this is gonna be blasphemy, but Steph Curry is is the better shooter. But, but friggin' Reggie Miller was the originator of. Of well, we know Reggie stuff. wasn't even the best player in his family, but right, um, right, true, very, very but, good point. facts. But before you get to your list, Ben, I, I, and I wanted to like so that that moment where he told Spike Lee the Knicks mm-hmm. choked. Oh yeah, and then the barrage of oh yeah nine points in in eight seconds. Eight, yeah, no doubt. Uh, if anybody ever watched that game. It might have been the same game. To be it, was, it, was. <laughs> the, it was. The 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 how how that even happened was insane. Yeah, like I've never seen. I think one other person I saw do that was Tracy McGrady. Yeah. Oh yeah. Where you just like steal shot, steal shot, you know, mm-hmm. rebound, get the ball down, win the game. I mean, it was insane. Yeah, it was nuts. Insane. It was nuts. So we're gonna open the floor to you, sir, because this is all about you right now. All right. My number one Pacers fan, Here we Ben go. Brown. Uh, I also have some honorable mentions. Um, one that you had mentioned, producer Tim Ron Artest was an honorable mention oh. to me. I wanted uh, to put him on my list. Hey, who was, I know. who was Ron Artest playing for when the melee and the brawl and the, the brawl and the palace happened? Pacers. Oh, oh yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's how we got down back then. You know, him and Jermaine O'Neal went into the crowd. You know, so um, also uh, ABA Roger Brown. He was freaking stud, uh, and Roy Hibbert. Roy Hibbert had a solid career with the Pacers. Those are my honorable mentions. Clark Kellogg was a very close honorable mention. Yes, he was. Clark Kellogg. Absolutely. Four years there, he was awesome. Yeah, he was awesome. Absolutely. Um, number 10, Mark Jackson. He's my number 10. Uh, Mark Jackson uh, in those uh, late 90s, early 2000s, uh, was the floor general for the Pacers. Did an amazing job um, playing inside with, uh, with my number one. Um, number nine. Oladipo. Ooh. Um, Oladipo, to me, like you said, you had mentioned it, um, the tenure, um, just not enough time uh, on the rod, Pacer roster yet. But, of course, these lists, of course, always change, and he'll start climbing up. And I want to give a shout-out to Mark Jackson, um, who I feel is the true architect of the Golden State Dynasty. <laughs> they shoved him out before he got his royal dues. <laughs> uh, number eight to me, Danny Granger. Um, like we had talked about before, my cohorts have said Granger um, had a four or five year stretch there, man, where he was just phenomenal. Uh, but injuries did him in. Um, my number six is Jalen Rose. Jalen Rose, um, I I can't even express as a Pacers fan how fun it was to watch Jalen Rose play as a Pacer. Um, his attitude, his swagger. Um, Playing alongside with Reggie Miller um, and, and Mark Jackson and those guys uh, making it to the uh, uh, to the finals, um, it was it was a lot of fun to have him there. And also too, like Josh said, 
Jalen Rose is a part of our childhood, man, watching him play with Michigan um, and the swagger of baggy shorts and the black socks, the bald heads. Um, he was a part of all that. So when he became a Pacer, I was truly excited, uh, even though oh, I hate Michigan. Um, I do love uh, – I do like Jalen Rose. He, he's uh, part of the Pacer family. Um, number six to me, Jermaine O'Neal. Jermaine O'Neal um, was one of the guys that – I mean, he, of course he's known for going up in the stands with Ron Artest and the Mouse and the Palace, but he was a phenomenal basketball player, came out of high school, um, and, and was, uh, was a dominant center for about a five-year stretch – Played really well. Um, has played for different teams, but uh, I think he's a top ten pacer. Uh, number five in the rafters, uh, Mel Daniels. Um, he's one of the ABA guys, but I had to give him love. Um, he had uh, some stretches with the Pacers where he was phenomenal. Um, and like I said, his jersey's hanging in the rafters there uh, in Banker's Life. So um, number four to me. All right, number five, Mel Daniels is six. Number five to me, and I put them as two, the Davis brothers. Um, I'm counting them both, Dale and Antonio, as as one entity. Um, those guys, they held down the paint. They were legit tough guys, um, rebounders, defenders. Um, they kind of set the tone for the toughness of our team uh, in those playoff runs. I love the Davis brothers. Um, number four, Rick Smiths. Duncan Dutchman, um, I always remember that up and under win, winning shot uh, against the Knicks where he pump fake packing unit got him flying in the air and hit the runner for the win. Um, that's one of my all-time favorite Pacer memories. Um, Rick Smith was, uh, and when big men actually mattered, Rick Smith wasn't always the most athletic or talented man, but he got the job done and was a stable point for those 90s and early 2000s Pacer teams. Um, shout out to ABA again, number three, George McGinnis, uh, was absolutely phenomenal uh, in the ABA, I believe, like we've mentioned before, won an ABA championship. Uh, my number two is Paul George. Um, just for um, his little, for the stretch of run that he had, uh, he came in at a time when we were searching for an identity. Um, Reggie Miller had left. We were kind of in a law. We get Paul George, and he kind of gave us back our, our like, uh, kind of our feel, like our, our swagger. Um, people started to believe in Indiana Pacers. And, and I want to add on to that for you. I want to tell you that the last uh, few years where the Pacers had played in the playoffs against a LeBron team, mm-hmm. like how much fits the – I mean, I think twice yeah. – I think two times they took a LeBron team to seven to games. Seven. yeah. And uh, – Dude, I actually thought one of those series they were going to knock oh, LeBron yeah. out. I Absolutely. mean, but that just goes to show you, like, even with a, not a true number one on mm-hmm. your team, like how great some of these Pacer basketball teams have been over the past, you know, X amount of years. Yeah. But Paul George led one of the, I think, one of those game sevens, and mm-hmm. um, I, 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 I can't um, disagree with you having him that high on your list. Yeah. Um, yeah, he just kind of came at a time where we were just kind of out of the Reggie Miller era, um, and there was a few years lull there where we didn't really have an identity, and then he kind of came in and was that, and he gave us kind of that swagger back of having a guy that um, can get a bucket when we needed, um, gave us toughness in the playoffs like we had mentioned, 
um, against him uh, against LeBron, who is arguably the greatest player to ever play, and went toe to toe with a couple of those teams. Uh, so Paul George is two on my list, and of course, number one, number thirty-one. As uh, shout out to Dan Patrick, calls him Reginald Aloysius Miller. Um, what can you say about Reggie Miller that hasn't been said? It's a shame he played in the same conference as Michael Jordan because he was only a five-time All-Star, which is kind of a shame because, I mean, he had some years where he was just lights out, phenomenal. Um, but, you know, when you're playing, when the other guard is Michael Jordan in that conference, I mean, you kind of get kind of lost in the shuffle. Um, but, man, he had some phenomenal years, some great playoff runs, um, some big-time shots, some big-time moments. Um, as a Pacer fan, Reggie Miller to me is like a Bulls, the Bulls to Michael Jordan. Like he only made five All Stars. Five All Stars, man. Yeah, that's crazy. I did it's, not know it's, that. It's nuts. So he made it in nine, 89-90. The NBA should be ashamed of themselves, man. Ninety four, ninety five, when you know Jordan wasn't there. Ninety five. <laughs> that's a slap in the face. Right. Ninety five, ninety six. You know, ninety seven, ninety eight. Jordan's last year, and then ninety nine, two thousand. So. Um, but man, he was just made shot after shot, big shots. Like I said before, he was kind of Steph Curry before Steph Curry, just running off screens, making crazy shots. He gave me my shots. first uh, sports heartbreak. I remember. Yeah. So game seven, the ninety eight final. Yeah. I mean, game six, the ninety eight finals. We hit the shot to win yep. it. Yep. I just remember like that was yeah. the first time because I was really young. That was the push off. I was eight. Where he I was pushed just off about to be nine. Came, yeah, yeah, and I was came like across there and hit that shot. I was like, oh, this sucks. Yeah. You know, I think it's funny though, not to steal your thunder, but how how many people don't really argue about the fact that Reggie Miller pushed off to get that shot. Oh, but, then they, yeah. but then they yell at Jordan the second that he pushed off on Byron on Russell Byron. to hit the shot to win the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he definitely pushed off, but it was it was a worthy push off because he hit that shot. But um, big shot after big shot, um, all the things that he was able to do, what he means, what he still means to the Patriot community, and what he still means to Indiana basketball, what he still means to. Um, the Pacer people is is just phenomenal. Uh, Pacer Nation has always been indebted to him, and he just gave his heart and soul. Could for you them. imagine? And he played for one team, man. So yeah, any 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 athlete that spends their entire career with yeah. one team tells me that a they are there for the love of the game. Yeah, loyalty, loyalty, Lo- loyalty. And, yeah, absolutely. And it's, and it's a small market, man. I mean, Kobe played for two. <laughs> but it's a small market. It's a it. You know, he was a small market guy. He never left. Kobe also tried to get yeah. traded to the Bulls. Yeah. He, <laughs> so yeah. So I mean, it, it. You know, for all those factors, Reggie Miller is my number one. I mean, there's countless stats and and shooting percentages and three pointers made and all that stuff that you could say. But for a guy that stayed in a small market, never left, never ring chase, never did any of those things. Shout out to Reggie Miller for being my number one. I like the fact that we're all two for two with number one and with number ones. Well, I I suggest that we do the Lakers. Oh, I was actually next time. There's going to be multiple teams where we're not. Yeah, because I want to see who's everybody's number one with the Lakers. Because I'm I'm guessing <laughs> that we'll all three probably have somebody different. Uh huh. Um, and I know you'll have somebody different. <laughs> And I know you'll have somebody different. And in my mind, it's somebody different. I actually think so. you and I might be on the same page. You think so? Yeah. We'll Let's just say number 24 will not be number one for me. <laughs> will number eight be? Nope. <laughs> Can he at least crack the top five? Oh, he'll definitely be the top three. Yeah. But. So. Uh, really? No. <laughs> wow. Diesel. So, yeah. Yeah. So, um, 
yeah, I, I'm looking forward to that one. So look for that one to drop. Um, maybe New Year's, New Year's week uh, when we take some time off with family. Um, we're excited about doing this show. Uh, the list uh, it it's an opportunity to look back on some of our fandom and some of the greatest players of all time, and it's been really cool. So um, thank producer Tim, thank you Joshua Hayes. Uh, I'm Ben Brown. You can catch us on socials um, at 48 Minutes in in. NTWRK. God dang. I was doing really good at that. If in, I don't know, but NTWRK. Yeah, I still don't socials. got it yet. <laughs> uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Follow us. Five-star review us. Uh, and we'll catch you guys later. See ya.